It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And now here's the star of our show, James Van And we are back. It's car con carne. I'm James Van Osel. Thank you for joining me, being part of the show tonight. Now, this is, I'm recording this on a Wednesday night. Happy hump day. Earlier tonight, I recorded another episode, uh, another episode worth your time and attention. I talked to Eric Clements, who had this fascinating story of discovering a band from a bygone era of Chicago, a band called Lorna Donnelly and the Veil. He found their cassettes at a thrift store for like 40 cents, brought them home. They blew his mind. He went through the process of tracking down one of the surviving members of the band. Long story short, which you can hear in full detail, he ended up pressing those songs onto vinyl, streaming them, basically giving this band a second life decades later. Really cool story. That was earlier tonight. And coming up, lots of big plans on Caracon Carney uh, this weekend. Sal Ebenanti, a longtime graphic novelist and creator, will be joining me back in the car. We're going to Johnny's Beef. We're going to roll up our sleeves. We're going to get those beef and sausage combos. We're going to have them loaded up with Jardinera. Can't wait for that. And before I bring my guest on for right now, that my, my latest guest on Carcon Carne, I do want to thank my friends at Shure uh, for providing this lovely and really magnificent sounding MV7X podcast microphone. I think it sounds, it makes my voice sound resonant and perhaps more meaningful, but I'll leave that for you to decide. In fact, I'll leave that to director Blaine Weaver to decide. How do I sound? You sound M- Maleficent. Maleficent? Isn't that a bad guy from a Disney movie? Uh, <laughs> <It's> Maleficent, <laughs> perhaps? Malefic- there you go. There you go. <laughs> I'm glad we could talk about grammar right out of the gate. Uh, Blaine Weaver <laughs> is a returning guest. Cupid for Christmas is the new movie that debuts on Hulu. Ho, ho, Hulu. This Saturday, uh, it is a family-friendly rom-com a year ago blaine you were on this podcast and we were talking about one of your movies that was not at all family friendly no (laughs) no that would be getaway getaway (laughs) and it was a a classic slasher flick uh which is fun in its own right uh check it out on amazon um (laughs) but it's very different for sure and here we see the breadth and the diversity of your skills as a director general premise cupid had a good run but he needs some time off and uh, Ruby Cherub is angling for the gig. Where did the story come from? How did, how did it land on your desk? Uh, that's a very good question. Well, the, the writer is a woman named Patricia Harrington and uh, she and I both work for Capital Arts Entertainment in Los Angeles. And well, we, we do several projects that way. And um, we were trying to think of something, you know, high concept and different and fun. And uh, this story just kind of came to me and I, I was like, this sounds like a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, then we tore into it. And like, I, I think the first question is like, who do you get to play the actual Cupid? And I think Richard <laughs> Kind, Richard iconic, kind. comedic, dramatic, you know, amazing actor w- was <laughs> the perfect find. And w- once that was happening, I was like, oh, this is it. Th- this is going to be a lot of fun. Richard Kind, I, if he's not a household name, everyone knows who he is. He's one of those faces where you're like, that guy, I love him. What was it? You know, but yeah, I love my (laughs) curb. I love him on Mad About You. I mean, he's just iconic and the perfect cantankerous Cupid. Just just, the guy just needs some time off. 
So he, he does. He enjoys working. And thank I'm very thankful for that. And I, I like the spin on this, because as far as holiday movies go, we've seen plenty of stories where Santa needs a break. But if Santa needs a break, surely the other icons across all the holidays <laughs> need some time off, too. They're working just as hard, just in their right, own way. Exactly. Exactly. And I, like, I love it. You know, there's this whole thing where, you know, Cupid is ready to retire, you know, and he's uh, a little um, what he's tired of our um, acidic view of romance and love these days. It doesn't fit with his, you know, classic understanding of romance and whatnot. And uh, he's just done with the whole thing. And so he's got uh, Ruby played by the incredibly talented Melanie Stone, uh, who's supposed to take over the bow and arrow. Um, but he's a little unsure about whether she's ready for it. So she, she gets one final test to find love for the most romantically hopeless person on earth who happens to be a uh, charming professor at a university played by Ryan Garns. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Melanie Stone, because I, I yeah. think this is fantastic casting. She's got this wonderfully wholesome girl next door charm to her. Just she does. That, that innocence. I mean, that's that's exactly what you needed for that role. Yeah. And, you know, like I, I agree completely. Uh, we so lucked out with her. And like, you know, one of the things that I really want to do with this movie, it's my second Christmas movie. I made a movie uh, about three years ago called Santa Girl uh, with Jennifer Stone, no relation, uh, and Devin Werkheiser and Barry Bostwick. And it was a great, fun, enjoyable movie. Um, but I wanted this one to feel a little bit more uh, rom-com, a little bit more, you know, big budget, 1990s, you know, Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, funny, clever, you know, uh, biting wit. And with the two actors that I got, Melanie's just so funny and smart and quick, you know? And so, like, you get to get these really talented people together and just watch them play. And cause the goal is of course, you want to make a, a, a family friendly, you know, Christmas film that, that checks all the boxes, but also I want to make a movie that uh, I enjoy. That's a, a fun, smart rom-com so that I can like it. My mom can like it. My nieces and nephews can like it. And it hits all of the uh, enjoyment factors. But honestly, Blaine, isn't the goal of doing a Christmas movie to make it one that becomes a part of people's routines every year? It's like an annual thing. Like, isn't it the the ultimate goal of a holiday movie is have it just be part of their. Absolutely. Their, their holiday. Absolutely. And I, I feel like, you know, a lot of them just, you know, uh, you know, not to talk badly about the the genre in which I'm playing here the sandbox that i'm in uh you know but some of them just seem like they're so paint by numbers and they're so you know just spewing them out you know as quick as humanly possible and that's not really how i look at it i i want exactly what you say i want a movie that uh you know we can watch every year at christmas and that hopefully other people embrace that way you know i know that santa girl has people that really love to watch it every year and get a kick out of it. And that's what makes me happy. Like the, the, the revisiting. Um, I, I know it's also a business plan by, you know, the, the higher ups, the <laughs> yeah. but that's not really, it doesn't really work out for me. It's just about whether you like the movie and whether it's something that you, you know, might tell a friend about. And one thing that's acknowledged in, in this movie is the fact that modern day dating is, it, it sucks. I mean, dating apps are mentioned right out of the gate like all the rules right. are different and like this movie keep it for christmas doesn't go down the road of traditional courtship it acknowledges that 
it's a very different universe out there than you might see in a Hallmark movie from 1995. Right, exactly. And I, I think that that's part of, you know, keeping it topical. And, you know, this, this is a movie that's filled with magic. Uh, it, it's filled with, um, you know, silly Cupid humor, <laughs> but also like it has to acknowledge what is here. You know what I mean? Like this doesn't happen in its own little snow globe. This is, you know, in, in a real world. And it's only funny to me if I can watch it and be like, okay, that's a clever observation. That's, you know, a, a good joke there. And it feels like I also the, the romance and the love has to feel real, you know, has to have weight to it. And uh, I feel like we really did that with this. Book. And a movie like this is incomplete without the smart alecky, sassy foil <laughs> uh which right. in, in this movie is philomena that's right natasha benham who's amazing and uh super funny and uh she basically plays the uh, another uh cupid protege who very much wants to take the job from ruby so uh you know maybe she you know uh plays a little dirty here and there but uh she's great what's funny is natasha and i worked together Last year, I wrote uh, a movie called American Pie Girls Rules, uh, which was a big Netflix movie. And she was one of the stars of that movie. So when we were prepping this and casting this, I was like, you know, there's this actress that, you know, I met on set one day and uh, but she did the line so good and was so funny. Can we bring her in? Can we talk to her? So it was awesome. I get to I got to bookend her last two movies and they both have my name on them. So I get to take credit for everything that she does. Uh, <laughs> right. And again, the movie is Cupid for Christmas. It debuts. We're recording this on the 17th of November. It debuts this coming Saturday night on Hulu, just in time for Thanksgiving week. Everyone, everyone's already in holiday mode at this. Yeah, point. I am. I, you know, it's just been, look, it's been a rough couple of years, man. Like I, I want a Christmas tree. I want, turkey i want thanksgiving and christmas combined together let's just <laughs> like let's, let's just carve let's up blow this out let's let's for do the this. next three months i mean i'm in los angeles so pretty much the town has shut down already you know until well into january so we might as well just be enjoying ourselves and, i'm and putting all, stockings up tonight and we all get sappy this time of year too don't we like, yeah a, a movie like this definitely strikes a chord and i mean the mission statements right there up front from the from the beginning no one believes in soulmates or true love that's 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 the challenge and it's your job as director and telling this story to to prove otherwise right yeah i i think that's that's exactly it and as you pointed out about um you know melanie stone playing ruby ruby is very optimistic a matter of fact at the beginning of the film one of her flaws you know uh according to cupid and philomena is that you know she's too romantic she's always looking for the one you know and um instead of of just kind of shoving people together and being like you'll be happy you'll be happy uh she's a romantic so it's great to have a romantic and then the the role that ryan carnes plays is uh, has been uh hurt you know emotionally with love it's never worked out for him he's a cynic so having the optimistic romantic and the cynic uh you know have this chemistry and be able to talk about these things is, is one of the most fun things for the movie to make so you recorded this last year during peak covid time yeah and you had to be scrappy didn't you you had to like be, be yeah. surgical and just get it done 
it was a crazy uh, experience. We were um, the first film, I believe, in Virginia. We shot this on location at uh, Shenandoah University. Uh, the you know Ryan plays a college professor, mm-hmm. and uh, so it was mostly on the university campus. And uh, we were one of the first ones to get approval in Virginia, and one of the first you know several dozen in the country to to deal with the SAG rules and the guidelines. And we were on the phone with these conference calls, and I was just so overwhelmed by um, the requirements. And I'm like, I just don't know if it's going to work. But thankfully, Capital Arts stepped up, and you know gave us the the tools that we needed. And like we're talking about, you know, uh, testing. Th- three times a week, we're talking about yeah. putting people in isolation before they shoot, before they get back on a plane. It's the only movie in my experience that I've directed where I didn't get to really spend any time with the talent. You know, we were kind yeah. of in separate worlds uh, for most of it. You know, I, I, I play a small role in the movie and that was like the first time that the actress had seen me without my mask on, you know, uh, but it was, it, it was great. And we, we took it all very seriously as I think you have to. And, mm-hmm. you know, thankfully everyone remained healthy and we got through it. And like a week after we wrapped, I'm like, everybody's good. Everybody's whew, what a relief. It Exhale. was. That's it. Yeah, exactly. But man, everybody was so excited just to work, no matter what the restrictions were, nobody was complaining. Nobody was mad. They were just like, whatever, where do you want me to stand? I'll go over there. And um, I really respected the, re- the respect that my team had for, you know, what we were struggling with. You know, I, I almost hate bringing stuff up from 2020. I, I feel like, you know, we were all emotionally done with it, but it's, in, it's important in telling the story. And I think so many creative people had to find new ways to do old things and had to yeah. find challenging new ways around the realities of the world. And, and you did it with this movie. So the question is, as we head into Saturday and the release into the wild. What does that feel like? I, I I have no no concept of what it feels like to have something like this, a film ready to unleash and debut. Do you, do you get anxious? Do you do? You, are you one of those guys who Sunday morning? Are you going to be looking at numbers? Like, what does that feel like? I'm not really a numbers guy. I, I I definitely want to give the film the best chance it has to find an audience. That's really the thing that drives me. And I think, you know, uh, most of the talent, you know, it's like my DP is not looking at numbers. My, you know, my actors, they just want it to be out in the world and for people to be like, I saw your movie. I really enjoyed it. Right. And, and that's the kind of thing. And especially coming out of COVID, like one thing that was interesting was um, I had uh, two movies that came out during this time that we live in uh, getaway, which the horror film that we talked about and American pie. And both of those movies would have had premieres. They would have had parties. They would have had events that allowed us to be like, let's celebrate this piece of art that we made together. And that is one of the most strange, but um, powerful effects of, of this time is that you don't get the celebration. And it's, it's just kind of like it's out there and it's like, okay, cool. Well, I'm happy about that, but I wish that I could see the people who made it with me and raise right. glass and celebrate. So, um, you know, the fact that we're, we're kind of on the other side of it, we're still not able to, you know, all get together and sit in a theater and, you know, just because of the nature of the movie that most of people are East Coast and blah, blah, blah. But right. um, it, it is great to be able to celebrate it and for it to hit, you know, Hulu that has such a great, you know, vast uh, uh, audience. 
fast. And timing is everything. This is the right movie for the right season at the right time. Uh, I'm going to stop live streaming, but Blaine, you stay right there, okay? Got it. All right. That's Blaine Weaver. Again, this coming weekend on Hulu. It's there all, all season long. Keep it for Christmas on Hulu. That man right there is the director. Watch it, and it just feel good about life. 